I want you guys to get a snapshot of all the people who are attending live with us right now. Mike, it's snowy in Dallas. Is that what you said? Snowy in Dallas? Goodness gracious. Um, praise the Lord. Thank God for, for, for Miami. Uh, thank God for South Florida. Um, so we've got Texas in the house. We got California in the house. We got Colorado, Maryland. We got Indiana. We got Duncan, Oklahoma in the house. New York City in the house. New York. Okay. Um, we have Washington D.C. in the house. Puerto Rico in the house. Uh, South Central Kentucky in the house. Florida, Memphis, Tennessee, West Virginia, North Carolina, Long Island, New York, South Carolina, Snowy Dallas, Georgia, Austin, Texas, Ghana in the house. We have Hamptonville in the house, New York in the house, Albuquerque in the house, Chicago, Maryland, Minnesota, North Miami Beach, St. Petersburg. Good morning from Georgia, Georgia in the house. We're, I'm assuming it's Georgia as in the state Georgia, not the country Georgia. If it's the country Georgia, welcome as well. Um, Syracuse, Florida, Dallas, Houston, Texas, Phoenix, St. Louis, Yes, Ontario, South Florida in the house. What's up? You're in my backyard. Uh, Las Vegas is in the house. Kenya is in the house. Pittsburgh in the house. Another one from Ghana. Good to see. You. We got Ghana in the house today. Um, on IG, I got Arkansas, Oregon. We, we've got Stanford, Connecticut. We got South Africa. We got Kalamazoo in the house. We have Ohio, West Windsor, West Windsor, um, Nebraska. We've got yeah, IG is definitely tripping, but we are here and we've come together. And I really wanted to give you guys um, at least uh, context and perspective here that we are coming together. People from all around the world in different time zones, in different areas, in different rooms, all coming together in one place to spend time to simultaneously read the scriptures. It is amazing, y'all. Because for some of you, it's good morning. For others, it's good evening. For others, it's in the middle of the day. And so it is amazing that we can come together and just spend time in the reading of the word. Today, I want to just briefly read through a few of the Psalms, and then we're going to spend time reflecting on it. If you are here for the first time, this is the read and rant. And what we essentially do here is we, we, we read scripture for, for a few, and then we just reflect on scripture for a few. I'm reflecting out loud, so I've got nothing planned. I'm just going to read and see really where the Lord is leading me to today as I read his word today. And so that's why I call it a rant. That way I keep your uh, standards really low. I set the bar really, really low uh, for you all since this isn't a sermon of any sorts at all. This is just a son of the father who's sitting and reading his father's word and is reflecting on what his father is speaking to him, to his heart today. And that's what I want each of us to do. And that's why I desire for you to pray along and to read along with me. The purpose of the read and rant is to journey through the entire Bible with you all. We've been journeying now from, uh, from the book of Genesis or Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel, 1 Kings, 2 Kings, 1 Chronicles, 2 Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, Job, we're in Psalms. And so we're going to spend time right now um, just reflecting through the book of Psalms. And I know that for many of you, this has been powerful. It's been transformative. And if you are here for the first time, I want to also encourage you to go ahead and download the Read and Rant podcast. Okay? Download the Read and Rant podcast because it will be transformative for you as you navigate 
uh, in the next season in your relationship with God, that you grow in that relationship with God simply through the discipline of reading the word. I can't emphasize that enough, how important it is for believers to just spend time to prayerfully read the word. And when we say that we're asking for you to prayerfully read through the word, this is not Bible study. We had Bible study yesterday. We did that on Patreon. So I love all my patrons who got to attend with me and we did a Bible study on the church. Today, this is not Bible study this morning, okay? It's not Bible study. What this is, is just a time to hear from God, to reflect and to meditate. And so to meditate on the scriptures, we're going to ask three questions. And I believe it's important for us to posture ourselves this way if we really want to hear what God has to say to us today in the reading of the word. And these are the three questions. God, what are you revealing concerning yourself? That's the first question I want you to ask. The second question I want you to ask is, God, what are you revealing concerning people? And the third question that I want you to be asking and prayerfully journeying through as you read is, God, what are you revealing concerning me? Let's go. Father, I thank you. I thank you that you have brought us here together. Lord, people from all around the world in all different contexts and all different places, speaking all different languages. And yet you brought us together, Lord, to read your word. Father, I pray that you would bless this time, Lord, as we um, engage with you. Father, we seek not to just simply understand you through our intellectual facilities, but Father, I pray that you would, um, Lord, attend to our heart. Lord, disciple our emotions. Lord, lead us towards you. Let us know your heart, your will your desire for us, Father, as we read your word. Lord, we submit it all to you, submit this moment to you, submit this reading to you. And we say that in Jesus' name, amen. Let's go. Let's go. Psalm 75, and it says this, we give thanks to you, O God, we give thanks. For your wondrous works declare that your name is near. When I choose the proper time, I will judge uprightly. The earth and all its inhabitants are dissolved. I set up its pillars firmly. I said to the boastful, do not deal boastfully. I said to the wicked, do not lift up the horn. Do not lift up your horn on high. Do not speak with a stiff neck. For exaltation comes neither from the east, nor from the west, nor from the south, but God is the judge. He puts down one and exalts another. For in the hand of the Lord there is a cup. The wine is red. It is fully mixed, and he pours it out. Surely its dregs shall all the wicked, sorry, surely its dregs shall all the wicked of the earth drain and drink down. But I will declare forever, I will sing praises to the God of Jacob. All the horns of the wicked I will also cut off, but the horns of the righteous shall be established. Psalm 76. In Judah, God is known. His name is great in Israel. In Salem also is his tabernacle and his dwelling place in Zion. There he broke the arrows of the bow, the shield and the sword of battle. You are more glorious and excellent than the mountains of prey. The stout hearted were plundered. They have sunk into their sleep. 
and none of the mighty men have found the use of their hands. At your rebuke, O God of Jacob, both the chariot and horse were cast into deep sleep. You yourself are to be feared. And who may stand in your presence when once you are angry? You cause judgment to be heard from heaven. The earth feared and was still. When God arose to judgment to deliver all the oppressed of the earth, surely the wrath of man shall praise you. With the remainder of wrath, you shall gird yourself. Make vows to the Lord your God and pay them. Let all who are around him bring presents to him who ought to be feared. He shall cut off the spirit of princes. He is awesome to the kings of the earth. Yes. Psalm 77. I cried out to God with my voice. To God with my voice, he gave ear to me. In the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord. My hand was stretched out in the night without ceasing. My soul refused to be comforted. I remembered God and was troubled. I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. You hold my eyelids open. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. I have considered the days of old, the years of ancient times. I call to remembrance my song in the night. I meditate within my heart. My spirit makes diligent search. Will the Lord cast off forever? And will he be favorable no more? Has his mercy ceased forevermore? Has his promises failed forevermore? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he in anger shut up his tender mercies? And I said, this is my anguish. But I'll remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I'll remember your wonders of old. I will also meditate on all your work. And I talk of your deeds. Your way, O God, is in the sanctuary. Who is so great as a God as our God? You are the God who does wonders. You have declared your strength among the peoples. You have with your arm redeemed your people, the sons of Jacob and Joseph. The waters saw you, O God. The waters saw you. They were afraid. The depths also trembled. The clouds poured out water. The skies sent out a sound. Your arrows also flashed about. The voice of your thunder was in the whirlwind. The lightnings lit up the world. The earth trembled and shook. The way was in the sea. Your path in the great waters and your footsteps were not known. You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. Hmm. One more, just for today. Or maybe not. Let's keep going. Give ear, O oh my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which you have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, telling to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonders, wonderful works that he has done. For he has established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make known, make them known to their children. That the generation to come might know them, 
the children who would be born, that they may arise and declare them to their children, that they may set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. It may not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that did not set its heart aright and whose spirit was not faithful to God. The children of Ephraim, being armed and carrying bows, turned back in the day of battle. They did not keep the covenant of God. They refused to walk in his law and forget his works and his wonders, which he had shown them. Marvelous things he did in the sight of their fathers, in the land of Egypt, in the field of Zoan. He divided the sea and caused them to pass through, and he made the waters stand up like a heap. In the daytime also led them with a cloud, and the night with a light of fire. He split the rocks in the wilderness and gave them drink in abundance like the depths. He also brought streams out of the rock and caused waters to run down like rivers. But they sinned even more against him by rebelling against the Most High in the wilderness. And they tested God in their heart by asking for food of their fancy. Yes, they spoke against God. They said, can God prepare a table in the wilderness? Behold, he struck the rock and waters gushed out and streams overflow. Can he give bread also? Can he provide meat for his people? Therefore, the Lord heard this and was furious. So fire was kindled against Jacob and anger also came against Israel because they did not believe in God and did not trust in his salvation. Hmm. Yet he commanded the clouds above and opened the doors of heaven. He rained down manna on them to eat and given them the bread of heaven. The man ate angels' food and sent them food to the full. He caused an east wind to blow in the heavens, and by his power he brought in the south wind. He also rained meat on them like the dust, feathered fowl like the sand of the seas. And he let them fall on the midst of their camp all around their dwellings and they ate and were well filled. For he gave them their own desire. They were not deprived of their craving. And while their food was still in their mouths, the wrath of God came against them, a slew of stoutest of them, and struck down the choice men of Israel. In spite of this, they all still sinned and did not believe in his wondrous works. Therefore, their days he consumed in futility and their years in fear. When he slew them that they sought him, and they returned and sought earnestly for God. Then they remembered that God was their rock, and the Most High God their Redeemer. Nevertheless, they flattered him with their mouth, and they lied to him with their tongue, for their heart was not steadfast with him, nor were they faithful in his covenant. But he, being full of compassion, but he, but he, being full of com compassion, forgave their iniquity and did not destroy them. Yes, many a time he turned his anger away and did not stir up his wrath, for he remembered that they were but flesh, a breath that passes away and does not come again. How often they provoked him in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert. Yes, again and again they tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. They did not remember his power the day when he redeemed them from the enemy 
when he worked his signs in Egypt and his wonders in the field of Zoan, turned their rivers into blood and their streams that they could not drink. He sent swarms of flies among them, which devoured them and frogs, which destroyed them. He also gave their crops to the caterpillar and their labor to the locusts. He destroyed their vines with hail and their sycamore trees with frost. He also gave up their cattle to the hail and their flocks to fiery lightning. He cast on them the fierceness of his anger, wrath, indignation, and trouble. By sending angels of destruction among them, he made a path for his anger. And he did not spare their soul from death. He gave their life over to the plague and destroyed all the firstborn in Egypt, the first of their strength in the tents of Ham. And he made his own people go forth like sheep, guided them in the wilderness like a flock. He led them on safely so that they did not fear. But the sea overwhelmed their enemies. He brought them to his holy border, the mountain which his right hand had acquired. He also drove out the nations before them, allotted them an inheritance by survey, and made the tribe of Israel dwell in their tents. Yet they tested and provoked the Most High God and did not keep his testimonies, but turned back and acted unfaithfully. Like their fathers, they were turned aside like a deceitful bow. For they provoked him to anger with their high places and moved him to jealousy with their carved images. When God heard this, he was furious and greatly abhorred Israel. Abhorred Israel so that he forsook the tabernacle of Shiloh, the tent he had placed among them, and delivered his strength into captivity and his glory into the enemy's hands. He also gave his people over to the sword and was furious with his inheritance. The fire consumed their young men and the maidens were not given in marriage. Their priests fell by the sword and their widows made no lamentation. Then the Lord awoke from, then the Lord awoke as from sleep like a mighty man who shouts beyond because of the wine. And he beat back his enemies. He put them to a perpetual reproach. Moreover, he rejected the tent of Joseph and did not choose the tribe of Ephraim, but chose the tribe of Judah, Mount Zion, which he loved. And he built a sanctuary like the heights, like, like the heights, like the earth, which he has established forever. He chose David his servant and took him from the sheepfolds. From the following ewes that had young, he brought him to shepherd Jacob and his people and Israel his inheritance. So he shepherded them according to the integrity of his heart and guided them by the skillfulness of his hands. Wow. Speak to us in this moment, God. Speak to us in this moment. There's a lot. There's a lot here. There's a lot to unpack from this particular uh, portion of scripture. And as you guys know, we're not afforded Right. We're not afforded time to do a Bible study on this and to break it down. We're just speaking in generality about what God is saying to us in the moment. What God is saying to us as we read it, man, but I can't hesitate 
But look at all that there is in this reading that we've just read. This particular reading, as I'm engaging with God, and as I'm prayerfully asking God, God, speak to me. What are you saying to me? God, what are you, what are you revealing to me? God, what do you want me to know? What do you want me to attend to? What do you want me to address? I can't help but first confront the following reality. I can't help confront the reality that God is in control. That God is all-powerful. That God is almighty. I mean, just reading from how it opens, and this is, this is important. Let me make sure I give some context here. Because again, there may be some of you here who are here for the first time and you're, you're attending for the first time. And so you're, you're, you're reading with us for the first time. And, and if you have been reading with us throughout this entire journey, this should all be so encouraging for you because I hope what's happening for those of you who've been journeying with me through the reading of scripture is this Bible is coming together for you. That's what I hope is happening. I hope you're seeing how everything we've been reading up to this point Every, what we just read in that last chapter, in chapter 17, sorry, chapter 77, what we just read there has all, we've read all this already. We've seen all this already. We've, this, is, this isn't new to us because what they're talking about, we've journeyed through it with the children of Israel as we've been reading through the text. Like, isn't that, isn't that refreshing? I don't know. I just, I, I get chills just thinking about it, how powerful it is when people actually read through the Bible and then all of a sudden they see how all the text is coming together for them. Like that's, that's just powerful. And when you begin to see how all of it comes together, it, it, I don't know, there's nothing more encouraging than that. I'm, I'm at a loss for words for it because, um, it, it shows you that all this is a thread. All this is a story. All this connects all of it matters and it matters in a profound way and the question is, is what's holding all of this together we'll get there like like what's holding all of this like what what's what's piecing all of this together what's keeping all of these together because there's a story here and there's an author for this story one who's determining destiny for these particular people for the sake of all humanity and all mankind. I say that to say to you that, man, it is, um, it's encouraging in so many degrees and so many facets and so many dimensions for us to now see that this writing is a writing of people who are reflecting on the things that had happened in their history and in the past, all of which we've read about. Which brings me to one thing to be aware of. And I just want to make sure we have context here, because if this is your first time and you're wondering, okay, what is this about? We're reading the book of Psalms. And as I mentioned to you before, the book of Psalms is really the books of Psalms. The book of Psalms is actually not one book. The book of Psalms is actually six books. Um, and these books are broken up into um, um, a compilation of songs. I told you that this is really what it is. is a, it's, a, it's a collection of mixtapes. It's a collection of songs by different authors. And so we have these 
you know, these these multiple collections that are all being pieced together to be to to give us what we know now as the book of Psalms. We're in book two now of the book of Psalms. And we're about to go into book three of the book of Psalms. But if you notice here, like any good mixtape DJ, any good mixtape DJ, and I'm I'm from, you know what I'm saying, like um I'm, you know, I'm from hip hop culture and I'm, you know, I Back in the day, I, I was big on mixtapes. I would listen to every mixtape out there, okay? And and I was a connoisseur of mixtapes. That's why I became a hip-hop producer. I love I love hip-hop music and I was big on that. And so, um, but there was there was something that if you were if you're a connoisseur of mixtapes, if you were into hip-hop, you would know who the good DJs are and who the okay DJs are. The good DJs, they weren't the ones that just got the best rappers. The good DJs were the ones who would compile the songs in a way to give you a story. A good album, right? It's not an album with just a bunch of songs, but a good album is one where there's a story through it. It's not just a bunch of songs that were just thrown onto it. There's a, there's a, there's a story. There's a narrative. There's a message. It's, it's, there's a cohesiveness to it. They're taking you somewhere. They're taking you on a journey as you're, listening through from song to song to song to song. And so it's important for you to think of it this way, that what the book of Psalms is, is a comp- their compilations. And so these compilations, these, these compilations were put together by the DJ for the sake of giving a message and a thread to lead the people and to guide the people through what the author intends for the people to be led or guided to. These were songs, fam. These were sung. And these were sung by a people. Each book was a compilation. And so this particular compilation that we're reading through right now, these songs that we're reading through and we're reading through them, understand that, that they were written to a people who were in exile a people who were distant from their land. They were disenfranchised. They had, uh, uh, they, they, they didn't have any rights. They, they were um, second-class citizens. These are people that society and culture did not regard highly at all. Um, they were people that were ignored. They were people that were set aside. They were people that, so now these people had these songs and they sang these songs for the sake of cultivating encouragement to allow them the possibility to endure what they're going through in the moment that they're going through it. I've said this before, and it's very important that when we read the Bible, let's first read it through the lens of the person who wrote it to the people that the person was writing it to, to then understand then what the implications are of that thing for us today. If you simply read it directly to you, you're going to miss the whole point of the book or the letter or the writing or the scripture. And so I bring that to awareness because I want you to understand that this was a mixtape for the people that were oppressed to help them endure their season of disenfranchisement, their season of pain, their season of lack, their season of no rights, no position, no political power, no influence, none of that. These people were down and out, scattered all around the world, scattered all about, 
disconnected. And, and so there's a sense of who are we? What is our identity? And these books and these songs were written to remind them, to remind them of where they came from, to remind them of who they are, to remind them of the higher calling that they were called to, to not forget. And this brings me now to really where the Lord is leading me as I'm reading this today. Because if you're noticing here, everything that we read, everything that we read up to this point, now that we read it here, we're remembering all the stuff we read about what had happened with the children of Israel. And so the psalmists here are singing these songs as a reminder to remind them, to remind them, to remind them. All the stuff that had happened and all the stuff that transpired. I say that because I'm going to get to my point now. My point is, is that when we read the Psalms, there's one big thing that I see here in my time in reading this is that forgetfulness is a killer. Can I say that one more time? Let's, t- let's not call it forgetfulness. Let's call it amnesia. Amnesia is a killer. I'm going to call this podcast episode Amnesia is a Killer. It reminds me today and brings me to an awareness of how important it is to not forget where you came from and to not forget what God has done and to not forget what has transpired because when you forget where you came from, you will fall into the temptation to believe that you got yourself there or somebody put you there. And when you forget where you came from, you're not giving information to why you are where you are. When you do not take into account what has happened in the past, You will prohibit that information today to help guide you to where you're going in the future, where you're going moving forward. Can I just speak for a little bit? And I'm going to dig into this for a minute because what the psalmist is doing here for people who are going through pain is the psalmist is saying, don't forget where you came from. Don't forget who you are. All this, you see, they're putting, they're piecing these songs together in a way to say the God you serve is still in authority. He is all powerful. He is almighty. He stands above the princes, stands above the kings, stands above the governments. He stands above all these things. So even though you may see that you yourself are somehow or in some form or by some means subject to the governments and subject to the powers and subject to the institutions, understand that God is not. And so then if God is not subject to it and yet you yourself find yourself subject to it, where is the disconnect here. What happened between you and God that made you subject to the institutional powers of man? He's telling them that you are where you are. Watch this now. Remembering from the past, you are where you are because you wanted to do your own thing your own way. He's reminding them that the disconnect did not come from God. 
to disconnect with what's happening and the pain with what's transpiring is happening because of what your fathers and your father's fathers did in the past. You are where you are because of the sins of your fathers in the past, which now helps us today to learn from the history of the past, to not repeat those things in the past. Because if we don't know what happened in the past, we won't properly inform with wisdom how we ought to move in the future. So we have to remember the past to learn from the past. This is why amnesia is a killer, because when you bring the past behind you in a way where you forget what has transpired in the past, be it in your life, in your family's life, in, in, your, in your people's life, in your country's life, wherever, if you forget what happens in the past, then you cripple where you can go in the future. Amnesia is a killer. It is a killer because it is the amnesia of the people up to this point that left them right where they are, continuing a cycle of brokenness. A cycle, 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 cycle of brokenness. Do you know that generational curses are just products of what I would call generational amnesia? Generational curses come from people who repeat the things that their parents did and their grandparents did and their great-grandparents did. And they say, oh, why am I going through the same things my parents did? Because the cycle has not yet been broken. And yet what God is calling each of us to and what God is calling you to is to be the cycle breaker in your family. God is calling you to not repeat the mistakes of your mother and your father to not repeat the mistakes of your grandmother and your grandfathers, to not, re to not repeat the mistakes of those who came before you. But you're going to be the cycle breaker because you're going to choose not to simply subject yourself to the traditions of your family, but to accept yourself now into your identity in Christ. And when you know who God is, that's when everything changes because now you're not informed by what you came from. You're informed by where you're going. Did you hear me, family? There are many of us here who our generational curses are simply toxic cycles. Can I say that again? There are many of us here. The generational curses in our family are simply cycles of toxicity in our family. We keep repeating over and over and over again the things that our mothers and our fathers did, our grandmothers and our grandfathers did. And because of that, we're falling into the same traps, the same brokenness, the same pain as our mothers and our fathers and our ancestors. And yet what God is calling you to do is he's calling you to identify yourself, not by your ancestors, but to identify yourself in Christ because in Christ, oh, the cycle can be broken because now you're not being informed by where you came from. You're being informed by who you are and where God is taking you. Oh, today God is calling cycle breakers. He's calling people who are going to break the generational curses over their family. He's calling people who are going to break the cycles in their family. He's calling people who say, I will not be who they said I am. And I will not be where they said I'm from. I will not be what they said I've done. Let me say that again. There's some people God is breaking the cycle right now in this moment where now you are going to be defined by who you are in Christ. Where now when people look at you, you can say to them, I will not be who they said I am. 
or who they said I was. I will not be who my parents are. I will not be what they said I came from. I will not be where I came from, but I will be who I am in Christ. And if I'm defining myself by who I am in Christ, it don't matter what anybody says because I've been made a new creation. I am a new creature. And I'm believing this, that there's some people right now who are about to break from the cycle of toxicity. No matter where you came from, God is calling you out. He's calling you to do something different. He's calling you to go into different regions, different territories, do different things. God is calling you to be separate. He says, step out from among them and be ye separated. You're about to step out. You're about to break the generational curses over your family. You're about to break the generational curses in your life. I sorry y'all because I haven't been on here in a minute. And so I know I'm getting all lit because I miss y'all. But I truly believe this, that what God is asking us to do is to remember where we came from so as to not repeat what we came from. He's telling the children of Israel, as we're reading through the Psalms, they're singing these songs over and over again. And the reason why they're singing these songs over and over again is so that they can be reminded, reminded of what had happened, reminded of how they got here, reminded of how things were broken, reminded and to take ownership of it. But there's another thing that amnesia does as well. Spiritual amnesia leaves you hopeless. Can I say that again? Spiritual amnesia leaves you hopeless. When you can't remember where God has taken you from, can't remember what God has done in your life, you will look at what you're going through right now and you'll say, I'm not going to get out of it. There's no hope for me. It's all over. When you forget where you've come from, you lose hope with where God is taking you. Amnesia makes you weak. Spiritual amnesia leaves you in a space where it's hard to believe that God can take you somewhere else and God can do more because you forgot what God has done. Don't ever forget what God has done. Don't ever forget what God has done in your life. Don't ever forget what God has gotten you out of. You're going to need to remember those things because there are going to be seasons in your life where you're going to go through stuff and you want to make sure you've got a good archive in your mind of where God has taken you from, because it's going to be the memory of what God has gotten you out of. That's going to give you the strength to endure what you're going through in the moment that you're going through it. The scriptures say to us, forget not all his benefits. Forget not all his benefits. You want to know something? And I know it's going to hurt, but it's because I love you that I'm going to say it. I know it's going to hurt, but I'm going to say it. What if the reason why you've just lost hope is because you've forgotten? What if the reason why you just don't believe that God can get you out of this one is because you've forgotten what God has gotten you out of?
What if the reason why you're hopeless is because you've forgotten the benefits of God and what God has taken you out of? What if what God wants you to do today is to remember what he has done in your life? And if God has gotten you out before, God's going to get you out again this time. He's going to get you out again this time. There's some of us today, and I'm done. I'm done, y'all. There are those of us today who, like the children of Israel in captivity, see ourselves down and out, going through brokenness, going through pain, going through a lot, dealing with a lot. And yet, We've forgotten what God has done. And so that leaves us in a place where we don't believe we can get out of what we're in. But the person who has the strength to endure is the one who repeats over and over again what God has done. And what the children of Israel are doing here in the book of Psalms, what the children of Israel are doing here is they are reminding themselves. God has done this already for us. He's gotten us out multiple times. Yes, we we look at the past to learn to not make the mistakes of our past. But we also look at the past to know that the future is still bright. That there's a better thing ahead. We look at the past knowing if God got me out, God's going to get me out. So this morning, family, let us not forget. Forget not his benefits, all his benefits. Forget not what God has done in your life. Don't forget it. Remember what he has done. I've learned that remembering is what gives us the power to make it through. Remembering is what gives us the strength to endure. Remembering what God has done allows us the capacity to get to where God is taking us. So today, family, remember. Remember. Because amnesia is a killer. God, I just thank you, Lord, that you brought us here together to engage in your word. Father, I thank you that you've blessed us today, Lord, with what we've read. and We're reading words that remind us of who you are, reminding us of how powerful you are, of your authority and your ability, reminding us of the fact that you never leave us, that nothing is new under the sun. (laughs) Nothing. Nothing is new under the sun. Nothing surprises you. Nothing surprises you, God. Father, nothing surprises you. And yet we often get surprised. We don't know what's going to happen next. I know I've done it. And yet, Lord, we are reminded today that, Lord, you're the God who is the God of the breakthrough. You've, you've gotten us out a multiplicity of times. And so today, Lord, we, we trust you. We're going to remember today. 
no matter what we're going through today. We're going to remember that you've done some great things already to get us this far. If you've begun a good work, Lord, we know that you will complete it. And we say that in Jesus' name. Amen. Family, I love you all. Um, I'm going to post this audio for you guys on Patreon uh, in a few moments. So I'll post it there so you guys can check it out. This will also be available on the Read and Rant podcast probably a few weeks from now. So you can definitely check that out as well on the Read and Rant podcast since it since I only post on that every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, check it out. It posts at midnight every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, and I also, for those of you who are patrons on here, I've also posted the Bible study from yesterday on the church. And it is a prelude. Um, it's an introduction. We're going to dig a little bit more on that Bible study where we're going to continue to talk about the golden calves of the church. Um, and so I know that there are a lot of you that text and said this was very helpful you never knew this about the church. And of course, you didn't know this about the church because what you know about the church is more cultural than it is biblical. But we're going to dig in and see what the Bible says about what the church is, not what culture or society or people or even pastors say <laughs> about what the church is. And so I'm encouraged by that, guys. I love you all. I'm encouraged by all your support. Um, those of you who are patrons, I'm encouraged by that. If you're interested in becoming a patron to support us, and what we're doing, it is your support that makes all of this possible. And so um, it's your support. That's, that's the reason why I can be here, to be honest with you, um, that I can commit to this and commit to creating more and more content. And so I'm, I'm truly grateful for each and every one of you. If you are interested, just click the link in the profile or click the link in the bio. Okay. Click the link, link in the profile or click the link in the bio. And, um, and you should be able to get all the information there. Also, um, join the mailing list, join my mailing list, because I'm also going to be posting, uh, pretty soon. I'll just post like a one paragraph, you know, overview or synopsis of our reading for the day. Um, I plan to start doing that. And so, um, and you can just get a quick email or text me cause I'm going to text this out as well. Just a quick one, you know, one quick text to let you know, this is what we read about. And this is where the Lord is leading us. So, um, the text is 954-231-1848. 954-231-1848. And just click the link in the bio, click the link in the profile, and you can get connected. The information on the podcast is there, so you can subscribe to the podcast for free. Um, we are almost at 70,000 downloads, family, which is exciting. Oh my gosh, 70,000 downloads. That's just it's amazing to me. that you. So many of you guys have committed to the reading of the word. The fact that this is on the charts, is just crazy to me that all we do is literally read the Bible and reflect on it. And people have come together to read the word together. That's, that's exciting to see people committing to that. So, um, I'm grateful for you all. We just started the podcast. Like, I feel like we just started the podcast. It's only been like, it's been half a year since we started it. And it's amazing that so many of you, um, are, are getting on board with that. So, Definitely. And if you're interested in supporting in any way, the link is in the bio. Okay, guys. So click the link in the bio, click the link in the profile. And, um, and yeah, we're praying for more patrons, um, because I would love to, uh, make more commitment. And so we're praying that the Lord will support us and support what we're doing, um, so that we can do weekly Bible studies and start doing our, at least our monthly prayer sessions as well. And so, um, but the patrons make that possible. Okay. The patrons make that possible. Also, I want to thank one, one thing real quick. I want to thank the patrons who 
I'm I'm working on it. I know I don't get to say this, and I'll I'll leave this all up for the for 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 the patrons to hear this. Um, there are a few of you who have messaged saying um, they want more people to get all the other content, and so if there's a way for them to donate so other people can become patrons, then they would love to explore that. That is amazing. Your generosity is amazing. I'm working on that. I'm I'm trying to think through how we can make that possible so that more people can. Um, can join on Patreon. So I know a couple of you had already messaged that. So just know you are not alone if you've messaged that to me. There are plenty of you that have said this. Um, and so I'm looking now to see if I can um, find a way to connect you with people who cannot afford Patreon, right? And would just love somebody else to be a patron and maybe sponsor somebody to become a patron. So great, Sherry. Awesome. Um, look at that. So there you go. My patrons already say, I'd love to do it. I'd love to be a part of that. So I'm, I'm going to figure that out. I haven't figured it out yet. So I'm working on it. Um, and also I love the fact that my patrons are like, it's okay for you to broadcast it on other platforms. And so I've made links to some of my other content available, like my lives, even though the save content is only on Patreon, but all the lives, I make it available to everyone because I don't, I, I just believe everybody should get the message. Everybody should do it. It's just that the patrons make it all possible for you all. So, um, give them a shout out, love on them because it's because of them we're here, um, because of their generosity and and by the grace of God. So anyway, love y'all. I will see you guys tomorrow. Uh, we'll just keep on reading. We'll be in Psalm 79. So love y'all. Peace out. God bless you guys.